0: First and Pod hosted by Danny parkin and Andrew Philopono. All right, let's let's through the rest of these here. Uh Dolphins and Jets. What a pathetic unwatchable football game. Yeah, that's How screwed. much you guys dealers? I watched yeah, the I whole know. thing. Yeah, you watched the whole thing start to finish. I saw your little TV set up there. It was adorable. How small was that smallest
1: monitor by the way? You're a successful man. Well, but that's to make sure that it doesn't block any of the big TV.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, it was. It's like a twenty-inch computer monitor. No, that's like that's a that's like a twenty-four-inch flat-screen TV. Yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was embarrassed there. So, Demar Hamlin's become, you know, the the big feel-good story, and he should sure. be, right? Obviously. Um, How far down the list would I have to go for you biggest stories of the NFL this season before we got to Tua's future as a football player is in jeopardy
1: well I'm trying to think about this like first of all do you agree with the premise do you agree that Tua's football career is in jeopardy? Well, some some a doctor is going to have to put his name on his return, which I think is a very difficult thing to do. To say this guy I mean really he's had three concussions, but they deny the first one there. You know, that's the crazy thing about that whole situation is that they still don't look at what happened in the Buffalo game as a concussion, they act like it was a back injury. And you've so, seen the line, right? For this game? It's like 11. 10 and a
0: half. Yeah. So, which, so that obviously reflects to not playing. Yeah. They
1: expect that to be probably uh banged up Teddy Bridgewater or Skylar, Skylar Thompson. Thompson. Yeah. Yeah. Oof.
0: Yeah, man. Um, it, it, I don't, I think Tua's season is over. And then, and then no you know, one would be shocked if he plays next year. Obviously, but right. I don't know, man. Like if, if you if you st- if you miss the playoffs and we and then all of a sudden this you get back up into this the whole thing starts again and people start revisiting and really thinking about it and then you put his size into the equation.
1: I, I think his career's in jeopardy. Well, I don't. I mean, why would you want to invest a lot of money in him? Right Or why would you trade for him, given everything that went on this year, plus the hip injury that happened, too? I mean, he just – it's not like this is his first – this is obviously the most serious one, because we're talking about a brain. But, you know, he's not somebody that's ever had the durability label put on him, really, even going back to his college career. So I agree with you that his career is really, I think, on shaky ground – I also think that my – but in a weird way, Tua's value ended up going up because we learned that it was not an interchangeable part quarterback thing. San Francisco, oh, it's the system. Oh, it's all the great players. Oh, it's the play caller. Look at Brock Purdy. Well, those same things should have applied to Skylar Thompson, and they didn't. Oh, oh well, I, listen!
0: I I I agree. Like Tua is Tua is good. Um, I don't think he's great. I would not have loved. Like I, you know, I I'm, I'm not totally sold on Bryce Young because of his size. Like but I, that's I, I just,
1: supposed to be a turnkey offense with McDaniel. Yes, with Hill, and, and Hill. With yes. Waddle, with the play calling that somebody should just be able to step in there and score twenty plus points, no problem. And when Bridgewater and Thompson were in there. They couldn't do jack squat, which I think goes against what was the narrative for most of the year against Tua, which was anybody right. could go in there and score and play well in that offense.
0: Yes. And I was someone who was subscribing to that narrative. Yes, I I, I agree with you. Like I, I Tua is clearly I mean, his accuracy and his anticipatory throws and his pocket presence is very, very good. Um, so I really, 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 really hope I'm wrong. He, he he makes the league more interesting. He makes that team more interesting. He makes that division more interesting. I'd love to see him and Josh Allen go go at it for for ten years. You know, like, but whew, he is. I it, to me, it's a top five story, and it might be the second biggest. Like, because you know, it's it's tough to always quantify. Like, is Rodgers done? Is Brady done? Yeah. Like, those have been yeah, stories yeah, that we've yeah. been dealing with for five years. But like, if Tua goes from being doubted to being in the MVP talk to missing playoff games in his career in question. That's a roller coaster of a season. Um, All right. Philly and the giants hurts played. He didn't really scramble at all. It was very clear that they were doing whatever they could to protect him from taking any hits in this game, but they did lock up the one seed. Does Philly feel like a one seed?
1: Not right now, and honestly, it was more for me about some of the plays their defense gave up in this game. And I know they didn't give up a ton of points, but Davis Webb cooked them on a few t- on a few plays and moved the ball at times effectively on them, hit, cooked up with Galladay late on a touchdown, that made it a game again, and it's like, man, the Eagles from around Halloween would have beaten this Giants team by like 40. I mean, they would have embarrassed this team. They would have been a non-competitive game. It wouldn't have even been close. They would have gotten up big. And I know like even the Eagles at times have had a reputation even when they were at their best of letting teams back into games. But I watched a huge chunk of that game today. And I just, I mean, they did what they needed to do but that's the best I can say about it. Like, all right, you took care of business, but you didn't really like you didn't send a statement to the rest of the league with the way you played today.
0: not at all but i i think they they strike me as a team that's going to really really benefit from the buy like they get healthy let some other teams get banged up get jalen hurts running the ball again which is clearly a huge part of what makes that offense dynamic and impossible to defend you know it's like i we expect Josh Allen to run the ball more once the playoffs begin, right? Like those guys – some some guys, like they, they're they so established as passers that they save it for the postseason. We've seen that with Mahomes a little bit. Um, Hertz hadn't really been saving it, but then he's out for a couple of games. They lose him, and then he's saving it in this game. It feels like they get healthy. The NFC is bad. And then they reassert their dominance. I I, I still think we're getting Niners Eagles. I mean, I'm trying to like guard against recency bias with Philly because I've seen them in big spots. Cause I got this this was a big spot because they had to clinch the one seed, but they weren't ever really in jeopardy of losing. Mm-hmm. And he was clearly still playing through pain. So I just it felt to me like one of those like half measures that you were talking
1: about with Dallas. I want to see. I'd want to see the Giants or Bucks if I'm them. It won't be Seattle. Seattle won't be San Francisco, obviously. Yeah. Um, you I mean, know they crushed.
0: They crushed the Giants yeah. with like like
1: they did a month and a half ago, right? Can I, they scored forty eight in that game. Yeah, I I think that. Look, they'd be favored against the Cowboys, and I'd probably pick them against the Cowboys. Yeah, but I. I, I think if I'm them, I prefer. Like I I can't see Tam. I think I think Brady would just get swallowed up I agree. by their defensive line in that game and wouldn't be able to do much. So I think that's the best case scenario for them right now.
0: San Francisco, Arizona. The Niners have won ten straight. Brock Purdy had three touchdowns today, hung another huge number on the board. Yes, it was Arizona. Are you prepared to say
1: that Brock Purdy can win the Super Bowl? Oh, man I, I I tried to um I resisted this notion for the longest time but I think I'm gonna say yes now I think you have to I think I'm gonna say yes
0: I think yep. I, I I I think you have to now it's it's not it's not a particularly impressive win streak i mean, I'll just, let me just I'll just run the teams all right Rams, Chargers, Cardinals, Saints, Dolphins, Bucks, Seahawks, Washington, Vegas, Arizona. Like there's not there's not a tier one Super Bowl contender. Couple playoff teams, but there's not there's not another, right? Like the last time they played a tier one team was the Chiefs, they lost. Um, and they lost they lost handily. So the only argument you have is they haven't really been tested, and when they get tested, it's going to be on the road across the country in Philly. So that's a real tough spot. But ten straight's ten straight, man. I I think I think we have to say that Brock Purdy could be Super Bowl MVP. Because if you're the quarterback of a team that's in the Super Bowl, you can win MVP. I feel like Brock Purdy could go from Mr. Irrelevant to Super Bowl MVP.
1: I do. Oh, man, what a story that would be. It'd be incredible. Um, well, I think that they got a break with Seattle in this way. I think if it's Green Bay, I think the story is Rogers going back to Northern California, you know, he's gotten beat by them twice in the playoffs he's the underdog it's not the niners as the better team the weight of expectations is a, is on san francisco i mean they're a huge favorite against seattle but it's just it's just a football game now i mean there's no like there's no like deeper meaning attached to this game it's not if it's the packers and 49ers Brock Purdy's getting thrown into a game where, like it or not, he's going up against one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. He's, you know, he's got to be human nature thinking about that matchup the entire week leading up to it, and who knows how that affects him. Now it's just, you know, a team that... you got to be the division team for the third time. Yeah, true. You're much better than them, though. You're much better. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I don't think... I don't think Brock, Brock Purdy didn't, you know, when he was in Ames, Iowa, wasn't thinking about playing Geno Smith in January football games. But he might have been doing that about Aaron Rodgers, you know. So I just think from a psychological standpoint, I just think it's much easier for a young green quarterback to play in this playoff game now.
0: Falcons, Bucks. we've already talked a decent amount about Brady and the Tampa. We can do it again if you want. Um, Desmond Ritter finally got some touchdowns had a pretty good game but there's no chance they pass on a quarterback right they're they're in the quarterback they're in the quarterback market whether it's whether it's draft or acquiring a veteran At, atlanta is not going into next year with desmond ritter as the incumbent unchallenged starter
1: that is that division is going to probably have four new starting quarterbacks next year the guys who finished the year darnold dalton Brady, and Ritter. Yep. that is That division is going to have the most upheaval and turnover. And I do think that, in a way, it's going to attract some veterans with options because they probably think they could go into that division and win, you know?
0: Yeah, Garoppolo um,
1: is starting in that
0: division. Somebody like that, exactly. Derek Carr is starting in that division, yeah.
1: Right. So, you know, I... I Let me ask you this question. If you were a if you were a guy like a Derek Carr, which team would interest you more, the Bucks or the Falcons? Um What's Mike Evans doing? What do you mean what is he doing? He's playing Well, I mean, like
0: if I'm Tampa, I would try to tear it down. If I'm losing Brady. Like in an eminently
1: winnable division?
0: I just am not interested in going nine and eight. Um, like it feels like you're building something more with more of a young core in Atlanta and you get to play in the dome. So. Like London,
1: Kyle, uh, Kyle Pitts.
0: Yeah. A top. What is it? The fourth or fifth pick in the draft? No, Uh, they went seven and 10. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. Seven and 10. Um, yeah, I would I, – I mean, Tampa's the better – Like for next year, I think Tampa's more likely to win more games, but for the next three years, I think Atlanta's in a better position. You know? So Derek Carr probably looks at it with a little bit longer runway. So I, I think Atlanta's a better – like, again, if it's for next year, it's Tampa. If it's for the next three to five, I think
1: it's Atlanta. What about you? I would. I would say Tampa – just because I've seen Evans and Godwin and those guys get it done, and who knows what happens with Pitts coming back from this injury should probably still be good. Um, but as I say that out loud, like, you know, is Todd Bowles gonna be their coach there again next year? Right.
0: It's not so, I mean, it's I, I don't think it's a great situation. Um all right, Seattle and the uh Rams. and the Rams. Geno Smith tweeted after the game, the funny thing is I'll be way better with a full off season to focus on improvements from actual game reps, but that can wait. Go Lions. I thought that was like a little weird. Like he yeah. said, but that can wait, go Lions. But he's like already talking about like the haters and how he's going to be even better. And almost like he's hearing the noise. If he's really the answer for, for Seattle long-term because they've got the Denver pick. My, my my magic around Seattle and Geno Smith has, has worn off, and Ooh. I think they're going to – I mean, I still think it's an incredible story, uh, but I think they're going to get blown out, and I'm not as – I think they're going to try to sign him to a contract, but it still wouldn't shock me
1: if they took a QB either. What about you? Yeah, yeah, we talked about that. I think that they'd be um, – I think that it would be a mistake to not seriously look at the quarterbacks at the top of that draft. I'm not huge on those guys, Stroud – Young, you know, Levis has tailed way off. Same thing with Richardson's got incredible tools, but did not have a good year at Florida. Um, but I think you have to look at those guys. Dude, how about McVeigh? How about this McVeigh situation? Like, I had heard this for for a few weeks that basically like Peyton is just gonna tag out and he's gonna tag into Fox and do that for like a year or two. And then but like what does the what does the Sean Payton job at Fox even pay? You know, he's not doing I yeah, I mean it it's well that's the thing. Like the number
0: one game analyst like if you're in the rotation to call the Super Bowl, you make like 15 to 20 million dollars a year, right? If you're Terry Bradshaw and Jimmy Johnson, and you are you are Fox NFL football, and you've been there for, uh, you know, twenty something seasons, you probably make a couple million bucks. But like, if you're the number two or number three analyst, like if you're Charles Davis,
1: don't you you probably make like five hundred grand? Well, uh, Peyton would be on that. I I would I would expect Peyton. Or Peyton, excuse me. Yeah, I you've been saying Peyton, but I, I know, but I, but, but Sean. Payton I would expect McVeigh. What like if he's going to take Sean Payton's gig at Fox, he would be on set, and that would just be a ridiculous pay cut off of the like fifteen million dollars a year he's making right now. Right, I bet. I bet you, a can, he gets
0: a million or two million, something
1: like that, to do that job. Maybe, yeah, maybe. I, I mean, unless. You know Brady plays again next year, and they move uh, Greg Olson down, and McVay becomes their number one analyst until.
0: Yeah, but they Brady's but, but, ready. But Brady, I mean Brady's signed. Olson's getting the Super Bowl this year. They don't have the Super Bowl next year, so like you can pay Sean Payton, or excuse Sean uh, you can pay Sean McVeigh. Fifteen million dollars to be your number one game analyst when he's never done it before to not call a Super Bowl—it seems ridiculous. I think they would
1: just move Olsen to the two team, like they plan on doing with Brady. Well,
0: right, but I'm saying that, like, but like Brady's going to be so they've got the Super Bowl this year, not next year, and then the year after that, right? Fox has two of the next three Super Bowls. Brady's calling the Super Bowl in three years. He's not they they didn't give him 300 million dollars to not call either of those Super Bowls. Right?
1: The guys I would agree. three more seasons. I would agree I mean I would agree with you. I think that I think McVay McVay's been influenced a lot by Gruden because he was with him when he was so young and saw the amount of money that John obviously made doing Monday night football. And he was really good at it and I think I think McVay has told his agent that like I can be, you know, John Gruden basically on TV without all the baggage that comes with Gruden now. Right. And he's got the Super Bowl cachet. But you know, Aikman's not getting fired. Romo's not going anywhere. Would NBC get rid of Chris Collinsworth for Sean McVeigh? What what if it's just
0: what if it's just he doesn't want to lose? He's like, this This is going to be a multi-year rebuild. I'll take a pay cut. I'll hang out with my supermodel wife. I'll sit on the sidelines for a few years until my contract expires, and then I'll go back. I I only want to – I'm, mer- I'm going to be a mercenary. I'm only going to go coach good teams. What if it's not about prestige with TV,
1: and it's just about not wanting to be on part of a five-win team? So he, so he's just convinced right now, given the trades they've made and the roster they have, that they can't come back and win next year. You yeah, I mean, maybe it's just an old, it's an old team, and they've
0: traded all of their draft picks. Yeah, right. Like I've got my ring, I've got my boyish good looks, I've got my money, my like, boyish
1: good looks. Listen to you.
0: I mean, he's a good-looking yeah. man. <laughs> all right, we're way long here. Do you have a strong opinion on what the better job is? Last game was Saints-Panthers. What's the better head coach job?
1: Well, I don't think it's off the board that Sean Payton goes back to the Saints with Brady. That those two guys what? are... What? Yeah. <laughs> what? That's a, that's a hell of a hour and seven minute... Take well, well. We didn't have a chance to talk about the Saints
0: until now. That's true. I don't know. Sean Payton was pretty compelling on TV talking about his jobs and the interview process and what would have to happen to the Saints. And he he rattled off like all six coaches who have ever been traded for draft pick compensation. Like he had clearly studied it. I don't. I don't think he's going back to New World. I think that him and Brady might try to team up again in Miami. Uh I think. I think that's in play. I think he wants a great quarterback. I don't think the
1: NFL will let that happen
0: in Miami. Yeah.
1: Because the Tampering stuff. Pick.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, everyone will go for the Chargers job. We talked about it if that opens. But between these two I mean, Wilkes went what, six and six after taking over from Matt Rule?
1: He probably deserves it, but he's not gonna get it. No. And if I'm David Tepper, you know, I'm one of the richest dudes on yeah. planet Earth. I don't want to settle for just an average coach. I want to get something better than that. No, I just think you know, it's it the easiest way for Sean Payton to work with Tom Brady is if he just goes back to New Orleans and if Brady signs there as a free agent. So you've got a winnable we've got a winnable division. We've got a dome.
0: Yeah. You've got, you've, you've got a wave. You got a number one receiver.
1: That's Michael Thomas a, comes back, maybe. I don't know. Although him and Sean Payton don't seem to see eye yeah, on that, many that's things. All right, no. you trade him. I mean, their defense played great in the second half of the year. I think Dennis Allen just becomes the defensive coordinator again. Are you convinced that Sean Payton's a great coach? Um, I feel like he was a very good play caller who got Drew Brees. I think he's a poor man's Andy Reid. But I'm going to emphasize poor man. Yeah. I don't... I think he's a very good... Yeah. Like I
0: said. Very good play caller who got the Dan Marino of his generation who completed every
1: pass. And I think he's a top 10 coach in the NFL if he goes back in. But he's closer to 10 than 5. Yeah, I'd like to see him...
0: The quarter... the, The coaches who we never get to see without the great quarterback. Like... I just—I'm never as impressed. Well, he
1: did an okay job with Jameis. Okay, got hurt, but he was obsessed with Taysom Hill. Yes, that is a blind spot. (laughs) Yeah. So I I
0: just—it made me—it made me think a lot less of him. I'm not going to lie to you. All right, so we're going to get into the—we're going to get into the matchups for—they're calling it Super Wild Card
1: Weekend. Yeah, they're going way too overboard with that.
0: Yeah. They're they're calling they're calling it Super wild card Weekend because we're all just jonesing to see the Seattle Seahawks take on for Vikings victory. Giants. Yeah, we got us we got to see it. Uh, all right, subscribe, I rate, do. review, tell someone about this podcast uh, ahead of the NFL playoffs. Do us a favor with that. Thank you to Spencer Ray, our producer. We'll talk to you Thursday night into Friday morning.